0: And we
1: it's not wing it. night. It's a Tuesday.
0: Oh, taco
2: Tuesday!
1: Uh well, uh, I mean,
0: I love that from LeBron James. Have we, Have we seen that video?
1: I don't think so.
0: No, LeBron's just like he's with his family, and it's Tuesday, and they're having tacos, and like, and he's like, "Brody, what day is it?
2: Taco Tuesday."
0: And the whole family gets into it. And I it's think they exactly have, like, like people. Over. <laughs> yeah. it's so, yeah. funny. so inspired Taco Tuesdays. We actually didn't have tacos today, but um next week. It's fine. Week, next week. You know? Sure. Yeah. Well,
1: actually, me and Maddie and Jane had Taco Night on a Sunday.
0: Oh yes, that night where I was late.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're always late. Except for yesterday, <laughs> when we were going for bubble tea because oh well I mean, it's bubble tea. And you were you like we were supposed to be there at nine and you were there at exactly nine o'clock. That's like one of the first times you've ever been on time, I think.
2: Uh, because they we are going to Bubblesy, obviously. Yeah. And it
1: actually, it, um, when we were going to go to the mountains, the, Maddie yeah, was break. like, Maddie was like, so he's supposed to be here at 1.45. So how? So what time do you think, he, or one thirty. So what time do you think he's actually going to get here? And I was like, I don't know, one, 15, 20 minutes, One forty-five, maybe. And you were there 17 minutes late. So I won. as <laughs> I was the closest.
0: <laughs> but we, we did have an itinerary of the day. We did. And we stayed on track.
1: We did stay on track.
0: you guys tried to eat pizza in my car, my brand new car. Okay, for,
1: this is what happens though. You can't have three hangry and when i say hangry i mean hangry <laughs> women in yeah. your car and we we bought two boxes of pizza <laughs> for the three of us and you made he like jane's sitting with two boxes of hot smelly pizza on her lap for 20 minutes no eating in the car well you know what <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what? It's okay. I understand
1: because I wouldn't want you to eat in the Jeep, but next time you do want to eat in the Jeep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just a matter of thing. like, I clean my car. No, absolutely. Yeah. I just have an appreciation, especially when it's a new car. I just have an appreciation for it being clean and and I try and take care of it, you know? Yeah. Well,
1: it's the same with the Jeep. I I, I try to keep it as clean as possible.
0: Yeah. I take care of my things. I'm going to eat
1: in front of you next time my car no in my car oh, oh yeah, <laughs> i'm just kidding
0: you you're, you can go ahead and do that no like, you can you can clean your car i yeah. know but i don't want
1: crumbs <laughs> <laughs> no one likes to vacuum like the abyss anyways you know let's what? get to
0: hint about the abyss all right so i know everyone has it to where like there's that section of your seat yeah. that, like is a dark hole the and abyss leads to the into basically interstellar um hint take your car seats out
1: that sounds like a lot of work. Not
0: that hard, right? How I'd, is this
1: going to take me more than 10 minutes?
0: No. if you can, Are you lying to me? I, I'll do it for you.
1: Fine. Do it for me. I'll vacuum. <laughs> you can take the seat out.
0: Easy. Done. Perfect. Done. All you got to do is get the right socket. In, out, all four.
1: That's probably how they detailed uh, my other vehicle.
0: Yeah. Because you can get like every nook and cranny. You can, oh,
1: yeah. I can get the whole entire
0: vacuum in there and just give you... Yeah, nice that's got to be how
1: they, cause like, I was like, yeah. man, this is clean, clean. Oh yeah. Anyways, we should really, we should get yeah, going now. Get into are it. we? We're good. You are recording, right?
0: Oh, we've been recording. Wow, you long, do this to me all the time. time.
1: Okay, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> There's the intro. Let's <laughs> bring on our guest here. I am super pumped for this. But Kelsey, welcome back to Untied. Oh, we didn't even. Oh, like, okay. Oh, I thought that was gonna be the intro.
1: Oh well welcome to Untitled. Okay again.
0: Welcome to Untitled 321. We're here. We're back. We kinda did a little bit of a mixed yeah. flow here, but <laughs> you know what? Let's bring on our guest.
1: Okay. So today I've actually known our guests since we like we were like tiny tiny. Well not like super tiny, but like I don't know what 10? ten? 10 or twelve, like I don't know, whatever. Um so today's guest is Riley Dobson. Hi,
3: everyone. Hello. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Untitled. Thanks for having me, guys. No, definitely.
2: Super pumped. So,
3: yeah, it's like the Joe Rogan experience in here. (laughs) (laughs) It looks official. It does. It really does. Does it feel
1: official? It feels super official. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Merch coming soon. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Oh. she let it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got commission on that. (laughs) (laughs) She's our sales lead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's right. (laughs) That's right. Sels um, your
0: holes and sews your shirts. Yeah,
3: that's
1: <laughs> yes. true. Yes, yes. Um, But yeah, I've ac- we've actually known each other for like quite some time. A really long time, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, all through school, hockey. Yeah.
1: I'm older than you though. By yeah. two
3: years. Yeah, you've made that very clear today.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> you brought it up twice now. Oh, yeah, because I'm now going to tell the people that like, oh, like it's not like we were in the same class or anything. Oh, no. No. No, and like we went to the same high school. That's um, true. Both played hockey. That's true. Um, did you play basketball? Mm-mm, no. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just, I guess that's not a thing. <laughs> well, we just won't talk about basketball. We just won't talk about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's like, that was some time ago. So now you, after high school, you went to university. So what? I did. Do you want to talk about like a little bit of your journey starting? Like, as early as you want to.
3: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, we both went to Cochrane High, and that's kind of how I knew Kelsey. And then from there, I went to UFC. I did a year in business there, and it just wasn't for me. I kind of wanted the whole adventure scene, and I wanted to play hockey, which I wasn't doing. Um, and so I moved to Dalhousie in Halifax. I got into the business program there. Um, and I tried out for the team and they had initially told me like, no, there's absolutely no chance. Yeah, because like, you walked on. I, walked I remember on. that. Yeah, nobody, they said nobody walks on to this hockey team. Like, it's just you need to be recruited and you can try. So I shipped my gear out and I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. Like, I'll show you. I will do it. Um, and I went to every single little tryout and I tried my heart out. Um, And I eventually made the team, which was huge, like big, big game changer for me, just basically through the people that I met, not even because of the hockey. Um, And then an even bigger game changer was that I got cut a year later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So here I was out in Halifax living in a townhouse with the whole team um, being one of two girls that got cut. And it was awful it was terrible like going from living the dream that I'd always grown up Mm -hmm. wanting to being told like you're just not good enough like we don't have a spot for you um and being all the way across the country from my friends my family my support system it was horrible and that's kind of where my life actually started you know like I look back on that person and I'm like she was okay. <laughs> like she, you know, like she had a lot to learn. Um, and so then I came back here. I moved back in with my parents, and I got my degree in HR, which I'm loving. And now I'm working in real estate. But I have not played hockey since. So it's wow. been, yeah, it's been a long journey. It's been, a but that's one. like
1: absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, as an athlete, especially because I know some of your um, like athletic history. Like that is. Like gut wrenching.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's terrible, and I think for people, um, even people that didn't grow up playing sports, they can kind of identify because you you have this whole idea of who you are, and when somebody goes ahead and tells you like, "Listen, you're you're not what you thought you were," and it breaks apart your identity, I think a lot of things happen all at once, and so that led me to a bit of a mental health crisis. And I wouldn't take it back. Like that was the moment where I had to stop being like, I'm Riley the athlete. You don't lead with that anymore. From then on, I became Riley the person, the person that had to work on all these different things and build these real relationships and build this real life that I feel like looking back now, hockey was just hiding it a little bit. I had to deal now with the anxiety. The depression. I had to deal with the person that I was. I had to deal with my sexuality. Whereas with hockey, I never really had to face those things. All I had to do was go to practice and come home.
1: Well, because it's such a distraction. Yeah. You know, like, and you, when you're an athlete at that level, even not necessarily that level, but it's definitely increased at that level, you are on a strict schedule. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember waking up at quarter after five, going to morning practice three, four times a week, Mm -hmm. then going to class. I would nap at least once a day, sometimes twice because Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. I'm doing homework. I'm studying. Then I go to study hall. Then I got like lifting, Mm -hmm. right? Like you were on a strict schedule. Like you don't have time to think about the things that you had just mentioned, which are important.
3: Yeah. No, you're, you are strictly an athlete and you can hide behind that all you want. And I think Even now, looking at people that I know who have done really well in the athletic world and done their five years and won their awards and gone on to play professional, I think everyone reaches that point where they're like, Holy crap, like, what what do I do now? Like, varsity sports and sports in general have such an important place in people's lives and hobbies and all those types of things. But I think there's also a transition period that we're not ready for when, and there's a huge gap there. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. What do I do? My whole schedule isn't planned for me, like you said. Like, what what do I do in a day now? Who am I? Mm-hmm. I had to figure all of that out on my own. That's
0: that's huge. I, can, I feel like any athlete can, like, oh, can absolutely. relate to that. And to add to that point, like I remember the day when I stopped playing junior, like my last last year, junior Don, you know, like, I at that point I wasn't going to go play University, I was like, well, like, what now? What now? Like that, I was in that transition phase, and um, it, no one can coach you up for that.
3: No, there's yeah. no, there's no
0: head coach. There's no game plan. Yeah. It's, it's right, hard to come out of. Here you go, deal with it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it's hard to wrap your brain around, and I think that a lot of athletes that I know feel the same way they're like once i stop playing my sport i'm like oh shit like what do i do which is exactly what you said and then you mm-hmm. start dealing with all the other things because i know a lot of athletes who have the mental health afterwards mm-hmm. because it's like that's their life yeah exactly. so exactly so for you like i mean obviously being cut is was so hard to handle so do you think that so was that a a pivotal moment you'd say then in being like, okay, I, I I have some issues and I have to address them. Was Yeah. Did you ever because I know you said after you kind of realized about all these things, but before did you were you like, oh I'm having some anxiety, but you push it away. Yeah. For example. Yeah. So totally. that was like a,
3: a pivotal moment in being like, okay, yeah. like this is real, real. Oh, absolutely. That was like the moment I knew that I needed to actually get professional help. Because throughout, I always played AAA, I always played high level, Absolutely. and it was a way for me to channel my anxiety, and I never saw it that way. It was just like, okay, you get out on the ice, and everything, everything's irrelevant. You are mm-hmm. on the ice to play, you're doing it for your team, you're doing it for the girls, and you don't have time to be anxious or to think about um, what it means to be alive, <laughs> basically, you know? Um, and so then when I was cut, I had so much time and I had no way to channel that anxiety and I channeled it in ways I'm not proud of. And I look back now and I'm like, how did I not see, like, this was not good. And it took my roommates to sit me down and be like, listen, right? Like, you're not doing good. They're the ones that sent me home and were like, you, you need help, help. Um, and so I My story wasn't linear in a way that I would look back and be proud of it per se, Um, but I think there's no real right way to handle that, and I was hit with it all at once, all the stuff that I never dealt with, Um, and I was pretty much forced to get the help that I actually needed, and I would not take back a moment today. Like, I think had I have played out those five years, it would have just delayed that moment until I'm a bit older. It, it was so important for me. I got home, I went to therapy, I went on medication, and I finally was like, listen, like, I'm prepared to embrace that this is part of who I am, just like being an athlete is part of who I am, even though I'm not playing anymore. And I'm willing to talk about it. And a lot of people come out of the woodwork when you start talking about it, because everybody deals with mental health on some oh, sort absolutely. of a spectrum mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's such a huge thing and
1: there is still a stigma around it oh yeah know? but like i yeah because i i know you went to to Dallin, and and you came back and then i knew you went to because you went do did, did you go back to C then or mru mru okay that's what i thought but i wasn't sure yeah um and then now you're like you're doing all these things so what So after you had addressed it, did that sort of – like I would have to assume that for you it took like such a weight off and you could like progress because I know you got into CrossFit and lifting and a bunch of that stuff. So did you – once you sort of were like, okay, hey, there's a problem, yeah. I need to fix it, you worked on it, then did that open up – do you think that opened up all of these doors for like for CrossFit, for, for, for real estate, for – you know, anything you're doing right now for your sexuality, whatever else you've mentioned.
3: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that, that opened it up was me telling people about it. Because for me, I'd always been that, like, cross my T's, dot my I's, A student hockey player. And that was the vision I had of myself. And this didn't fit that. This, like, erratic person that was just trying to get by didn't fit in this narrative that I'd made for myself. Um And so, I, yes, I found CrossFit and I found a beautiful community that helped me through a lot of the really tough times. But it was talking to my parents and talking to my friends and telling them, like, this is what I'm dealing with every day. Um, that was the real turning point for me, I think. Just being open. Just being open about it. And I'll tell people to this day, like, people are so surprised when I tell them I – have such bad anxiety some days that I can't get out of bed that I have to take days off work and that's okay. Like why is that seen any different than being sick? You need to take days for yourself. Like I people who know me well have always been surprised when I tell them that I've been diagnosed with a pretty severe mood disorder and I take 5 pills before I go to bed to maintain my my moods. And sometimes I'm better than others and I've created a very good way of mediating that. But, um, you know, I think it just it's it's important to talk about all the different ways that people handle things and the way that people show up. Because for me, even at my worst, I can show up and some people they can't. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that what they're going through is any less or any more. It just means it's different. And I've had people reach out to me and talk about it because they feel the same. And they feel almost um like their feelings aren't valid because they can get up and get to work. And that's not true at all. So the more we talk about it and the more open I am, the better I feel like I'm like I've gone through this for a purpose. Absolutely. And yeah. you're like an advocate. Oh now. totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like straight advocate. up. Yeah.
1: And I I remember seeing like, posts on social media being, like, talking about mental health. And I've always re- – I've resonated with that because I you, – your personal post. Mm-hmm. And um, I think everybody can relate to it in some way. Yeah. And, like, hearing you, I hope that the people who listen to this hear you talk about it and be – and, like, resonate with you. Yeah. You know? Because that's – all of those experience – experiences, sorry – have – influence the person you are now yeah mm-hmm. and the
3: experiences that you're going to have you know what I mean yeah totally and like I said I think it's a spectrum and that's something that my best friend Jesse from Halifax shout out to Jesse from Halifax <laughs> <laughs> she said to me like mental health is a spectrum and then when I came out not too long ago as bisexual and I called her and told her she was like man I told you it's a spectrum everything's a spectrum like Everyone's on some sort of spectrum with whatever we talk about, mm-hmm. and that's been a really helpful way for me to frame things in my life. You know, it's not always black and white, so I've yeah, that's something that's really helped me. I I just like wow, like, it's so
1: because it's so real. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I like I like the I like the thought of it being on a spectrum mm-hmm. of up and down and like a good at first when I think of a spectrum I used to think of like the artistic side where it's like with art and colors but then using that and translating it over to emotions, sexuality, mental health. It's mm-hmm. a good way to well I, I will I would feel for people to gauge gauge themselves.
3: Yeah. Right. And I think I love that people aren't really focused on putting themselves in boxes anymore like we see men that are wearing nail polish in the media and we're not too focused on on gender stereotypes anymore and like like i said spectrum like Mm -hmm. i love that be who you are and um the people around you if they're the right people they're gonna love you for it and um that's like i know i was looking through the list of questions that you guys had for me and one of them was, what habits or routines do you have? Um, and it's not so much a habit or routine, but I focus really hard on keeping a circle around me of people that are nothing but supportive because you are the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. That I tell myself that quote every <laughs> oh single my day God. and
1: it makes, it changes your life. It really does. Okay. I need to say something and i said this last episode too but if you are listening to this and you've listened to last episode <laughs> y- listen to me again because every single person including omari and myself have mentioned this is about your circle the people that you hang around with like how important is that this is episode 9 and it's it's it hasn't stopped like it and the next person that sits in this chair is probably going to say the same thing because It's 10 out of 10 important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's you. If, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, she just said the five most supportive people, think of those five people because, like, you just heard it again for, like, the ninth plus time.
0: (laughs) I think every, maybe every episode has it in there. Maybe. Yeah. Not the ones that have just me and you, but. Every guest has said that to some degree, I like circle the people they are around. It's a, it's, a true, it's a true nugget. So for those of you taking notes, like <laughs> circle that again yeah. on the page over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. So no. you are talking about routines no. and habits. So that's yeah. part of that, I guess, is keeping those people.
3: Yeah. Do you have other ones? Well, I think just going along with that, just cutting out people that aren't good for you like it's hard and it's easier said than done but it it feels so good when you do it because you just (laughs) like I feel like you transform into a whole other person and you can look backwards and just go that person was never happy for me when good things happened that person wasn't there for me when I needed it and they suck the life out of you like pay attention to the people that make you feel good where you walk away and you're like That was such a fun night and we literally watched Dateline. Like me and my friend will just watch Dateline for like three hours and I'll walk away and be like, that was so fun. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And that's literally exactly what Maddie said in episode three was
1: like, if I leave a situation with whoever and I'm feeling exhausted by you, Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to want to give you my time the same way that I
3: would someone who I leave and I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then one more thing I wanted to touch on based on medication, especially mental health medication that I thought was important to bring here to this audience was I, I didn't know how I felt about going on medication when I first when it was first brought up to me and I, a lot of people I feel like face that same thing like, is it going to change the way I think is it going to make me foggy is it going to change my personality. Um, yes, those those are risks for sure, and I'm not a doctor, disclaimer, do not sue me, whatever. <laughs> but I like I remember my therapist telling me, the pills aren't what do the work for you. Like they're gonna take away that baseline anxiety for us to work on the deeper stuff. Like what is really, really, what is the root of this problem here? We're gonna do the hard work together. But the medication can take the edge off. So it feels like it's not an impossible task. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've experienced. And it's made all of the difference for me. And I've been able to taper down my medication. But I've always kept with the therapy. And I would 100% recommend that every single person. I don't care how healthy you are, how great you are, how successful you are. There's always room to work on yourself. And it's the most rewarding thing. I would 100% recommended to every single person it's personal so-
0: development is huge mm-hmm. like that's that's definitely been a lesson that come that comes with life mm-hmm. and like life will just guide you towards it like maybe lean you in or just say hey getting you to deal with this now mm-hmm. but there's some people that like to that want it some people like are begging for it but then there's those that aren't uh, open to it, and then life will just give it to you one way.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It just hits you. Just hits <laughs> you.
0: My mom has a saying with, like, I I come ca- I come from a God fearing uh family where she would say the Lord is trying to send you a message. Might send you a post stamp or like a mail. Like, Here you go. All right, don't listen to that. Throws a stone at you or a pebble. Maybe a bigger stone than the whole brick wall, (laughs) (laughs) and like when working on yourself has to be one of the areas of that is underwhelmed. I should no, not underwhelmed, underappreciated in our time right now. Like I can think of times of like going through school, high school, post secondary, and personal development was never touched on at any level
1: that is true yeah
0: and then yeah you come into life and life's like all right unit one (laughs) personal development (laughs) pop quiz next week enjoy you failed (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah you failed
3: yeah yeah and i feel like too if i hadn't addressed the anxiety that i'd had um i would have never pursued what i'm doing now like, I, I, I love my job. I love the people that I get to work with. But I'm also working towards getting into law school. And that's really exciting for me. And that's something that I've wanted for a really long time. But that anxiety was always there saying, like, well, if you don't do it, that sucks. Because that's your dream. Like, it's going to crush you. You can't handle that. Or, like, putting so much pressure on my practice tests every single night. Or, like, just it just manifested in ways that I wasn't ready for. Um, and so I ended up taking a year off. I put all my study stuff away and was like, listen, you need to work on yourself before you work towards your dreams, or it's just not going to be a good fit. Um, and then this summer I put a study plan together, worked 20 hours a week while working full time on it. And just with literally a better mindset being the only difference. And I got the score I needed to apply. And it was like, it was such a crazy moment. I just burst out into tears because I was like, this is this is not a testament of me reading how to do the LSAT books and listening yeah. to podcasts. Like, this is me being able to manage the anxiety that's controlled me for so long enough to start pursuing my actual dreams. Like, it was a big, big moment and everything had led up to it. Wow.
2: Boom. Boom. Yeah.
3: But that's...
1: <laughs> Important for people to hear because I feel like a lot of people again will resonate with that. Yeah. And be like, feel like they're in your shoes. And maybe that'll help them.
3: Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's law school, if it's the job you want, you want to go back to school. I think everybody has something that they're looking forward to doing. But if you are getting in your own way, that's a tough one to get over.
1: Do you have some specific things that you did to get over or not necessarily to get over that, but to aid Mm -hmm. in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: So I (laughs) I guess it's kind of like falls in like routines and habits because you're creating habits. Totally. Well, my biggest thing my mom and I always joke about, I have a big team. I have a huge team of people um, and I lean heavily on them. So I have a nutritionist, Nicola. She's awesome. Getting my nutrition under control and having things planned for myself while I was studying huge getting into the habit of feeding my body what it actually needed massive I'd been an athlete my whole life and I had never properly been feeding my body even though I've been a healthy eater um Mm -hmm. so bringing her on board I have a mindset coach I have a psychologist I have a psychiatrist I have my parents my family my like my friends and all of these things all coming together um just leaning on people, build your team, know who your team is, and lean on them when you need it. That's the biggest thing for me.
0: I want to touch on an aspect of your team, mm-hmm. maybe a couple. Um, with start, start with the nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So feeding your body, like obviously, you know, eat right, like, take care of yourself. Like you have your one body that you have. Mm-hmm. But was there a particular food or a diet to which you felt like a, a strong mindset shift or more control
3: um, for me I used the macro approach mm-hmm. so we had very specific numbers that I had to hit and we weighed like I weighed my portions and I I weighed um, carbs fats and proteins um, and tried to hit a calorie. Deficit for a few weeks and then we went up depending on my training. She worked closely with my trainer um, and I saw a lot of success with that. I have to also be careful with that because I know myself and I know when I try to control too many things, it gets ugly with the anxiety. Mm. And I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with food as well. Um, But I honestly think that portioning, learning proper portions, And working with macros and just having someone to talk to about my feelings around food really made a difference. It wasn't one specific diet. It wasn't one specific type of food. It was my attitude around food. Me realizing that like, hey, it actually feels really good to eat a full breakfast with most of my fats in my breakfast, as opposed to like evening them out through the Day like listening to my body and bouncing it off of someone that actually has a scientific background was a game changer in my training, in my life, my mindset, my energy especially.
0: And the last thing is the energy because I can imagine eating like once you have your diet down and counting macros, your mm-hmm. energy levels must have been crazy, more manageable and crazy,
3: crazy high. Yeah,
0: yeah. I even I noticed that with the diet I'm on right now where Mondays and Thursdays I don't eat any meat Mm -hmm. and those days alone I just my energy levels I can sustain it for longer
3: interesting and and
0: today as well I haven't actually had any meat I actually had this like jackfruit cashew bowl okay yeah so really really good thanks Maddie, for making it and uh, (laughs) (laughs) and even though like um I haven't eaten anything. I think I had a bubble tea. That was it. I'm like wired, ready to go. Like, we can go to 2 a.m. if we need to. No, but like, for sure. <laughs> my energy is stable. Yeah. And I feel like you get that now where instead of being like ups and downs, mm-hmm. it's just a nice, easy line. Yeah. Line.
3: And I felt it in my training, too. I'd hit a peak where I was like my snatch, my clean and jerk, my squats, deadlifts, everything was was bottoming out. And I was like, come on. Like I was training two hours a day and I was like, I can't get one more pound on this. Like I can't do it. Um, and I got my nutrition in order and boom, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds. Like I was, it was, it was unreal. And I wasn't seeing really like composition changes in my body like you always visualize like six pack huge quads like yeah look yeah. at me go mm-hmm. it wasn't really like that it was just I was stronger and I was healthier and I had more energy yeah absolutely and it's different for every person though mm-hmm. too so yes. you have
1: to you have to find what works for you which is because it's hard because people will say oh eat this way or just count your macros or whatever but it, something that works for you is it might not work for
3: me yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Totally. So it's like you
3: have to figure out what works. Totally. And when I first started working with the nutritionist, people were like, oh, isn't that expensive? Like you're a student. And I was like, yeah, but think about what you spend your money on in a month. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> write down a list of every stupid thing you bought on Amazon <laughs> and then and then think to yourself like, am I investing in myself? Because I, Interesting. I don't regret a dime that I spent. With Nicola Paradigm Nutrition, check her out. She's awesome. Um, I don't regret a dime that I've spent on it, and it's made a world of difference in every aspect of my life.
0: That's that's huge, and that's huge, that's huge, especially with the um, the work I do with in finance and helping people with that. What you said, were like where you actually spend your money, I'll Canadians have a poor spending habit, I'll, <laughs> I'll put it as that, but. To add to that, the money you put into yourself as your body, I'm sure you've heard of athletes where they will spend a million dollars on their body alone just to keep them in a peak state. And I can't even, like, that just translates to you to where, like, if your food's right, your mind's right, your body's right, what kind of investment can you get out? Right? Because sure, it might be what? Down. You might be thinking, oh, am I down 500 bucks? But really, like, I've invested in myself. Five hundred dollars on a monetary scale but now i'm gonna get a much higher output of performance and weights focus on studying
3: focus on yeah
0: my my time my relationships like
3: yeah what's mm-hmm. that
0: then worth?
3: yeah and like you said focus like i my focus is so much better i could sit and study for two three hours without stopping and like boring stuff, like LSAT logic games, <laughs> like like how many orders can you put these different colored horses in? Like I was zoned in and it feels so good. It's so worth it.
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, it is awesome.
0: With Have you ever worked with um, a sports psychologist before?
3: Yes, and I had a very negative experience. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's, that's,
0: no, no, like, we don't have to go into that, but I know that was, that's one area because I know I'll relate to the athlete, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Right, Seattle, Seattle's quarterback. He's a big advocate for, like, that's, like, his area that he likes to spend a lot of time with and, like, get himself game ready. Right, yeah. But it's so it's yeah. kind of funny for like, you say negative and then for someone else it's positive. So, Take that as a note for which find what works for you.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, um, I'd be interested to see what your guys' perspective on this. This was a a, a hockey thing that we had done when we were playing high level. I think we were midget, AAA at the time. And we went to a sports psychologist. The room was glass. And we all sat down. And we had to write under each other's names like while everyone was watching something that that person was bad at and something that they were good at. And then you had to stand up one by one and circle the thing that was most hurtful to you and explain why it was the most hurtful to you to the whole group of like 30 Mm -hmm. girls. Um, And I remember I, I got involved in something stupid and I was, I had to appeal to a, to like the board, the hockey board. Um, And I had said to them, like, I'm not sure that I can condone that kind of, that didn't seem helpful to me. And I feel like you're you're at such a a time in your life where your confidence is so up and down and just not there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and I, I didn't get anything out of it. I don't understand what the point was. I feel like we we're just putting each other down and um they said, I guess you're just not tough enough to be a hockey player then. I don't like that. I agree <laughs> with you on that. And yeah. what's interesting too is I remember
1: that and it was midget. Yeah, it was midget because I remember I was, um I think I was assistant captain of that t- team that year. Mm-hmm. And I had heard of the situation because it was like, do we bring on these girls or do we not kind of thing? Yeah. And I remember that because I was like, Riley, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, the- what? But yeah. I was like, I want her. Like, I want you yeah. on this team because <laughs> I knew the type of person you were, I knew the athlete you were. Like, I knew – and, I, yeah, like, I totally agree with you. That does not
3: sit right with me. No. And the kind of mindset stuff that I've done with my CrossFit coaches is so, like – it's like, why, why do you think you came out too hard in that workout? Or, like, how can we make this workout manageable based on your – like, what you're good <laughs> at, what you're not? Like – let's break down your your thought process during this workout that kind of stuff that's so helpful but like breaking other people down um I don't think that that's helpful especially young girls they're so impressionable oh and yeah I remember feeling like someone told me I wasn't a team player and are you kidding me right now <laughs> like looking back on that. i like are you kidding me that is the biggest joke i've ever heard anybody who has ever known me knows that i am the biggest team player like the most selfless person like i just and i was destroyed i cried the whole way home like well yeah because think about
1: 15 to 17 year old girls yeah and think about a couple things what's important to them Mm -hmm. what what they're striving for Mm -hmm. and like, at that age, especially that level, like, you – you're working for something. You're working for a potential college commit, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And to hear that, but not even as a – not even as an athlete, just as a human. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, terrible. That's awful. And we've coached together. Yeah. A camp. And I don't – like, again, like, I don't see you as that.
3: I am not that. And even growing up, like – I was never the best hockey player. Like I was Fuck, never, was I. I was never the most talented. I was never the one scoring goals. I was like pretty much a grinder, but I was so fun to have around. Like I will <laughs> plug myself. I'll, I will say that. <laughs> you were <Like>, though. <laughs> like I was fun and I kept everyone together and I loved the girls. I loved the team. I was all in. I was wearing the tracksuit every day. Like yeah. I, it was about more than hockey to me. And it always has been. And so when people ask me now, do you miss it? I'm like, no. Because I have my my community. And I I met the people I met. And I love them. And I have them in my life still. Um, But it was about the community for me. And I found that in CrossFit. That's like such
1: a growth story though. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Ooh, Gotta love it.
0: Being able to turn around and say, you don't need the sport that defines you. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, is, it's huge growth.
3: Yeah, it took a long time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> I bet. I bet it.
0: Time is. Time is interesting. It is. You know? And getting into the CrossFit, your CrossFit um, training and growth there competition, I guess mm-hmm. that's where, like, I started to get, or I was getting to know you there because. Um, I guess for those of you I know Riley through Lululemon when I was there seasonal for the winter. We got a chance to work together for Heck a bit yeah. and talking, and, like just talking to know each other and it's funny where like when you relate to like picking things up and putting things down, you're <laughs> like, Oh sick, no way, like I do that too and <laughs> you know, especially where like you know, Riley can lift, like she can lift. She, she can put, lift some <laughs> weight, you know? And like I'm glad to say I was never like afraid of it or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, opposed or shy, but I was like, sick. That's <laughs> awesome. Like you know, oh, seeing a girl toss you. up two twenty five on like oh yeah, <laughs> you know, bench clean squat. I'm like, man, that's <laughs> that is sick.
3: <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. The only funny thing is when guys are like, but you you wanna look like a guy? Actually I get that from girls more. I, I've heard that so many times, not have personally. You? Yeah.
1: Not not to me personally, but people that I know. It's like, oh, you're going to look too
3: masculine. Yeah. Aren't you afraid what? of bulking up? No, actually, I want to have huge freaking muscles. And then Hell I would vent yeah. you. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so no. funny. Like, that, that has never crossed my mind once. Like, I'm so proud of what my body can do. And it's so sad that people have to, like, attribute that to being a masculine quality as if girls can't love fitness and be healthy and work out or have like absolute rocket biceps yeah because, and it's it's
1: crazy to me because okay so like i mentioned it in the other episode but i'm into girls and for me if you have biceps like you're fuck you're killing it and i think that's attractive <laughs> yeah i do too well then there you go yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and it's the same way though that women see like, not I mean, not necessarily all of them. I'm just saying, like, sometimes they're, like, oh, attracted to arms or whatever. Mm. But I know, too, that men feel the same way. Like, oh, like, she's a strong girl. Like, that's attractive. Like, why is there such a a negative connotation to, to being a strong woman? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know a lot of strong women.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in other contexts, too, I feel like being a strong woman sometimes in the context of, like, a meeting when you have something to say that doesn't go necessarily with with what it's other people meeting. are thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you sometimes get, like, you're kind of bossy or, like, could you tone it down? And my thing's always, like, absolutely not. <sighs> like, I will not tone any of this down. <laughs> like, I have something to say and... Um, I speak where I feel I'm educated to speak. I won't just run my mouth. Um, so when I have something to say, like you should listen. And that's if you think that I'm a bitch because of that, you're in the wrong room. Ooh, I like that. That reminds me of a quote. Ooh, I almost dropped my
1: pen. Um, that reminds me of a quote. Co- <laughs> talking cool. is hard. Um, it reminds me of a quote and it's it's, If you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I love that quote. And that just sparked in my head from what you said. So that was the quote. I love that. (laughs) Um, Oh, I do want to clarify something real quick times. Um, Referring back to the hockey situation. Yeah. We, okay, I didn't say it, but we weren't on the same team. Yeah. Because no one's going to know that except for us. (laughs) So when I (laughs) said, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So when I said um, that, I was on the team, and I was like, "I want Riley." It's because we were on different teams, mm-hmm. and if you were going to mm-hmm. be released, I thought that it was a positive idea to have you on, yeah, kind of thing, yeah, because we were on different teams. So I just wanted to clarify that in case you're someone that played hockey with us, and you're like,
3: you're like, Wait that's not right.
1: <laughs> Wait <Yeah>. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I just right. wanted to clarify. Yeah. yeah. And anyways, back to <laughs> the regular scheduled programming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a regular scheduled programming. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I just, I guess to, to, to do with sort of the whole, like, cause you, you have a lot of people, your your team, right? Yeah. So what are the qualities or what do you take value in when it comes to, um, your people? Whether it be like your friends or, um, any type of coaches or people that you train with maybe
3: that you let in to mm-hmm. your, like circle so what what value do you look for um for me I can't be around people that aren't driven like I'm sorry I don't care what it is like love what you love and love it hard like the friends Mm -hmm. that I have in my circle they all do amazing amazing things in all different ways um like my one friend is running a multi-million dollar dental clinic and she's pretty much my age and that's crazy like and all these people they they're not jealous of each other we all lift each other up like that's so accomplishments important. are just one like we're all like yeah like, I'll drink to that. let you know? go. <laughs> I like, love oh, that. Not like, oh, she's so successful. Like, what am I doing with my life kind of thing? Like, it's never been like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think competitive in a way that you want to be your best self, but not competitive in a way that I want to put you down to put myself above you. Mm-hmm. That's so, so important for me. Because mm-hmm. I think you actually mentioned that earlier um,
1: in the podcast that It's like, pay attention to who, basically pay attention to who celebrates your wins. Yeah. And again, we had spoken that, we'd spoken about that with Maddie, Mm -hmm. because our group is very much like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be friends with someone who is jealous when I make an accomplishment. I want them to be pumped, and then I want to be able to help them, or they help me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, that's so valuable that you said that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like our group is pretty funny too. Like, funny is important. That's stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, but like, if we can't have a good laugh about something, yeah, you're boring. <laughs>
0: you have to have jokes. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have jokes. I think our people and your people should have like uh, a COVID-safe gathering and all like <laughs> crack jokes and celebrate wins. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <Hell> yeah, yeah, <laughs> love cake, that, get some food, love that, couple games, oh
2: yeah, get it going, time. Good, yeah. good vibes, a good I'm vibes in,
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't want to have some fun, that's true, so,
0: the, so now I got a, a question here for you, mm-hmm. um, what would you say is your vision, where are you going? Because I take it what you're doing right now is not what your vision entails the next, let's just say, either five to ten years or you want to put it three to five years. You have hmm. a choice on that, but what are some next steps for you?
3: I'll go five. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I'll be getting into law school fall mm-hmm. 2021. Um, I'll do three years and then I'm looking at either doing criminal or employment law. Um, and I'm super, super pumped on that. I'm just the biggest nerd in the history of nerds. Um, and so I want to eventually do that. I want to run my own firm and hire all my own people. And I want to just have the best of the best. Um, my friend and I have also talked about starting an HR consulting company um out east in Halifax and we joke about it a lot but we have a logo made so it it may be not a joke um and I think we would both really love to do that so so hopefully um and yeah a little bit on the side I would love to coach CrossFit I would love to start coaching I have a long ways to go but um like, It's made such a difference in my life, and the community is so amazing that I just want to be a part of it forever and ever until I'm old.
1: Very impactful.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: That is nice. Mm-hmm. That is huge. And with uh, law school, so you're looking at becoming uh, Harvey Specter?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm going like pants suit, like yeah. low Ooh. ponytail. Like, watch out. Watch oh, out. No. Yeah. I can picture it. Yeah, I can
0: picture <laughs> yeah. it now. Yeah, you can. <laughs> to be running the Kyrie courts.
3: Yes. In like a blazer. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, who is she? Oh, yeah. Red bottom heels. Here <laughs> I come. Doesn't yeah,
0: lose. yeah What's lose? losing? I don't know. Here we go. <laughs>
3: Motivational speaker on the side. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Lots of exciting stuff coming, hopefully. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do do you watch any of those of law shows and be like, okay, let me just take take a note from here. Let's not do that. I would take this approach.
3: I do, but the one thing that's funny, I cannot watch the Kardashians anymore. I used to love the Kardashians, but <laughs> since Kim has set her sights on being a lawyer, I like feel competitive with her. I'm like, who's that gonna be a so lawyer? Funny, I can't watch it. Like any <laughs> she talks about it, I'm like no me me i'm Man. the lawyer not you kim <laughs> oh i God. have like a problem with her like we are competing and she has no idea yeah. so <laughs> Until one day in the courts
0: you're on the left her on the right all right
3: like, like kim if you are listening to this podcast kim kardashian i will take you on <laughs> Oh, my God.
1: I'm about to step out pretty soon. Yeah. (laughs) That is so funny. Like, that is, like, some good, quality, wholesome, like, (laughs) competition with someone (laughs) you've never met before. But also Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Like, (laughs) but I like that, though. Because maybe one day, if you're listening to this, one day, Riley's going to be across from Kim K. Yeah. Kimmy, K. Kimmy, K. <laughs> Kimmy K, hey girl, <laughs> and, then- and you're gonna you're gonna be like, I had the best performance of all time, <laughs> and Kanye'll be in the back like, no,
3: <laughs> that's like my wife. Weird gospel stuff in the background. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's been a weird time. Have you seen the
0: Joe Rogan episode with uh, Kanye West? No, I haven't you know?
3: seen it yet.
0: It's a good it's a good listen. I listened to like bits and pieces of it. Yeah. But it he talks about he talks about why he's so misunderstood. And it gives uh, you some clarity. Okay. Right? It gives you some clarity on like his thought <laughs> process. And he's still very visceral guy, and like at the end of it he's like, I'm destined to be the leader of the free world.
3: Okay, no. But but <laughs> you, you think I like the confidence though.
0: He... Breathe confidence. That's the thing. Like he, he does. He is like cemented, rooted, planted. Anything that like he he's just set in it. That and is like, true, though. And, oh, like, for like sure, I will admire him for that. To where like if you're someone who has an idea and you stick to it, be Kanye West planted in it. <laughs> yeah. Make that an adjective. That's, <laughs> a, that's
1: an interesting image, <laughs>
3: but also it's
1: true. Mm
3: -hmm. yeah yeah that guy knows what he wants that's true he was friend zoned by Kim for like two years if you're a a diehard of the show you would know
1: (laughs) that's so Yeah, yeah yeah
3: dedication
2: so this just
1: proves though if you're in the friend zone you might get
3: out you won't get out no (laughs) 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 hey hey whoa Seen in real life,
1: Omari is literally, the Omari is literally living proof living that proof. you
0: can
3: get out of the friend zone. Just stop! That's no, seriously,
0: one hundred percent. It's it's very doable. Very doable.
3: <laughs> I don't think it's very doable. <laughs> congratulations against <laughs> it. Maybe
0: it's not very doable, but like I had a plan. I was had a plan, but like I I had time.
3: He wanted the girl, and he got the girl. Yes. Wow, I'm impressed. We need a whole episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the people wanna hear. Yeah, no yeah.
0: That might be something people want to hear. That'd yeah. Be... Had
1: to get out of the friend zone one on one. All
0: right, step one, here's what we wanna do.
1: You're gonna tell her that you used her eraser in math class that day. <laughs> Stop. Is that real? Yeah, it's real.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's real.
1: Uh... I had to say it. Because I didn't want him to say no. Because if Maddie's <laughs> listening to this, she's gonna be like, "That is not true." God. Didn't you share desks or something? This is so all off right, topic. Right. I'll
0: dive I'll into a little bit. just quick. Do like quick. the
1: Cole's note, Cole's notes version. Yeah, <sighs>
3: bullet points.
1: Bullet points just all to right. prove Riley wrong. <laughs> I in,
0: in grade seven. This is like all right, like all through in middle school to like high school, we were like friends, like more like locker buddies, because. My last name's Fraser. Oh, her last name's English. So, like, my locker next to each other. It wasn't until, like, after high school. That's when we became friends. And we started going out and everything. But funny enough, like, we've known each other's, like, previous relationships and everything. And then what I will say is it wasn't until COVID until things, the vibes changed.
3: Oh, so, like, recent.
1: No, recent, yeah. Very recent. Like when I met Whoa! Maddie, yeah. when I met Maddie, they weren't together.
0: <gasps> they were doing together. And you get, you yeah. met Maddie around March?
1: Ooh. No, April. Uh January, three, when, like, no well, March.
0: March day. And um vibes started to change. I was kind of moving out, she was kind moving out. I helped him move out. We spent a lot of time together and then the vibes started to change, but um but one thing I did that kind of was like Maybe the the push that push to get the ball rolling, that reason <laughs> rolling was um, the first. Um, the first, you know, when you move out, right? When you move out, the, you gotta get groceries. So what I did was I did the first shop for her and got her like not like food, but like like plastic bags, like dish right? like all the house stuff that you don't think of when you leave. Aww. I got her like a good. Starter kit on that.
3: My heart is so warm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you should see. I think. But funny enough, when I pulled up, because she was actually calling me, and she's like, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm on my way." Super, I'm in super store, just like finding like different things. And I get to her, I get to her parents' house, and I'm like, uh come here for a sec." And she opens the truck and like all this stuff. She's like, "What's this for?" I'm like, "Oh, it's for your place." And she like. I just had a camera because you just about teared up and then.
1: Aww, like, oh, Maddie. And
0: well, so that, there's the Coles Notes version. It of was it.
1: the Coles Notes. But so. it's interesting because I've, yeah, COVID, like we all, the four of us started to get really close and I got to watch it. But on the outside, I'm like, what are gonna <laughs> when are they going to date? <laughs> when are they going to date? When are they going to date? Because it's like, I could just, you could see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it a was lot, interesting. A
0: lot of people have said that. I was like, oh, about time. But it was one thing to where like I, it was like Shanu, she didn't wasn't gonna entertain the idea. I had to flick the switch to have her like, all right, like, can we see as more? And it was one thing to which, it's, it's it's funny when I saw a TikTok and like this girl like broke down like how the guy who she friend zoned made her like flick her mind on wanting him then he didn't want her and she wanted him oh, more one day I saw that. And, mm. then, and then and then in the end of it it was all part of the plan now i wasn't that like too deep into where i was going to make a plan of like not turn your, not turning her down but you just had to flick the switch in her brain to have her see you in a different light i think that might help so maybe we might do a how to Get gather Zone" one-on-one episode yeah, maybe in the future and keep that.
3: I have no experience. I've never been able to get out of the friend zone, so don't invite me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Lesson one. Unit one. Lesson one. Pop quiz tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Are you in the friend zone right now?
3: Me? Yeah. I'm not. Ooh. I know. I already yeah, knew that, but. The trick is just not being friends at all first and then Okay just <laughs> being really aggressive. <laughs> no, I'm okay, kidding. but wait. <laughs> I think that's
1: just like a lesbian thing.
2: Yeah, Am I wrong?
1: Be. I'm not wrong. No. You're not I'm not wrong. No. That's why they call it like you haul. Because straight up girls will meet each other, n- never spend a day apart and just move in together. <laughs> yeah. Like straight up. No, no I'm not even thing. kidding. No, you. it's a thing. I'm not it's kidding you. Thing. If I didn't know Riley, let's say we met on a dating site like yeah. Tinder or something, whatever. Yeah. Cute, and we right? went on date, and we were like, oh, and then we hung out the next day, and then we hung out the next day, and then I'm not even shitting you. We would probably be living together by the end of the month.
3: Yeah, girls like they move fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> you no- all lesbians. It's a thing. <laughs> if you don't believe me, g- Google it or
1: like go on TikTok because it's a running joke. It is a running joke, and it's. Not I am really not a, a joke, joke either. Either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not really a joke. I don't no. do that. I haven't done that. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I wouldn't say that I, like, have done it, but I haven't done it either. Would you
0: entertain yeah. the idea? No. No.
1: I feel like if... Okay, I just, this is all
0: new to me, so I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. No, because
1: yeah. I... So, Mia and my recent ex, we we weren't living together for a while, then we did start to live together. And I feel like you need to know, yes, you need to know how each other works when you do live together, but you also need to have the time period where you make time for someone. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to meet someone and then just be their everything. Like, I want you to work a little bit. And I feel like are you the, the definition Um, of a u-haul lesbian is not necessarily that and that doesn't mean it doesn't work for people but i just don't think it works for me i don't know about you
3: no yeah i'm a bit of a tricky creature like i'll just cut it off for no reason (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) are you a ghoster okay no 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 of course not that's so ruthless that is so i have a heart i I know that's why I, i was a little bit shocked right there no 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 i have a heart um No, I'm mostly kidding, but I I just feel like, for me, I either know or I don't, and so if I know that it's not going to work, like I'm not going to waste your time. No, exactly. Don't waste your time. And like I'll tell you that. I'll just be like, this isn't going to work. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, but I would rather that than either, number one, be ghosted, or number two,
3: some bullshit excuse. Okay, funny story about being ghosted. I got ghosted pretty recently shout out if you're listening to this (laughs) you know who you You are you know who you are (laughs) Um, and I was on my I I was out with my friends for my birthday um we were having a good time and I texted him like probably 100 ghost emojis and that was it (gasps) (gasps) that's so savage (laughs) I love that yeah I woke up the next morning and I was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) no reply in case you're wondering, no reply to that. I I,
0: think, I like the strategy <laughs> of how to combat it. For like, oh, you send one text, second text, third text, add a ghost, done. Yeah, I like that. I like that strategy because then just like a mutual emoji of like, well, I didn't respond. They know what's up, and that might be the 2020 way or or the new era of dating, just like a ghost. Emoji. Yeah, you
3: know what? I think I'll trademark that. That's how you end things with people. Mm. You just send. A ghost emoji or a hundred of them.
0: I like the hundred. That's a very.
3: I'm not kidding. There were a lot. Like, I probably spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping. Yeah. Ghost, 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 ghost. ghost. ghost, 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 ghost. <laughs> Accidentally gets like a pumpkin in there. Yeah. Backspace. <laughs> <laughs> i am just leave it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't Thank know you. why it works, but it does.
0: <laughs> that could be like a secret language. They sent one pumpkin. Like, does that mean like. I bring my pumpkin we're good or, <laughs> yeah
3: all the you know? girls are like around their phones like what does the pumpkin mean though yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's the
0: pumpkin Halloween theme
2: yeah <laughs>
3: interesting November,
0: no, actually, well for in America November could be like a turkey
3: oh okay you know,
0: December Christmas tree
3: lots of ideas coming wow. here yeah mm-hmm. free flowing
0: monthly monthly themed <laughs>
3: that's
0: funny First in text, trademark trademark but that, trademark TM
3: <laughs> Riley Dobson <laughs>
1: But I mean, like, it's at least, I would think, well, I would hope that if you're, you know, an adult, you would communicate properly. Because I don't <laughs> want to give my time to someone and have us both have feelings and then all of a sudden just stop talking. I would hate to have that happen because that's, that's like the unknown, right? Well, it's but just immature. It is. It really is. Yeah. And I, I'm a very picky person when it comes to who I want to date and I'm not gonna give you my time like for no reason you know what I mean Mm
3: -hmm. yeah and another one too is like just be honest with people about your intentions right from the start like if you're like exactly like listen I'm having fun with you but I am not ready for like a settled down real 100% relationship cool awesome I would want to know that am I gonna cry about it yeah maybe (laughs) <laughs> but still, but, but still tell me, you know, no, exactly. Yeah. And I
1: have experienced that recently where it's like just being honest and open is so much better. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so healthy because I I know that that person is gonna be that way from here on. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, it sets the precedent for your entire relationship. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. just because you meet someone doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to date. And yeah. like, I'm not ready yet but it doesn't mean that i couldn't. You know what i mean? Yeah. Yeah. And if you just voice it, like i i'm the type of person like and i did like i do, i voice that right away if i'm not ready. Like i will tell you, "Hey, heads up. I don't don't want to hook up with you." And i
3: and i and i don't want a relationship or whatever the case may be. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or i'm dealing with some stuff right now. I don't have a lot of time to date and i want to get to know you, but we got to take it slow. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Th- People respect that. No, exactly. But what is wrong with slow? Nothing. It's it Way better. Way I better. know. And I feel like
1: it makes things more endearing because when you meet someone and like, I don't know, I just feel like, I've said this before, but there's, it's so easy to find someone to hook up with, but it's not easy to find someone to have like a mentally stimulating conversation with.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: feel like if you're going to meet somebody and you take it slow, then- I feel like it's just more endearing because you get to know them as like a human versus just like a hookup. Or yeah. and also too like maybe that's just how you do it. Maybe you're just like into the hookup, what's seen, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, me personally, I just would rather invest time, and then th- all that stuff becomes more meaningful later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if you meet someone and you don't sleep with them for like six months and you're just like at that good stage where you're like whatever, I feel like that's more meaningful when it does happen. Or if you do decide to like go out on, on dates and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Know? And I feel like there are some people too that you can tell just want somebody. And like mm-hmm. I don't want to be just somebody's somebody. Exactly. Like I have more self-worth than that. If Like mm-hmm. if I'm interchangeable with 800 other people that you're talking to, like, you got the wrong girl, because I worked too damn hard on myself to just be a replaceable carbon copy of someone else. Yeah.
1: So, also, leading into that, though, with the mental health aspect, do you think that that's, like, something that's super important as you, like, navigate that? Because I feel like, like, what you just said is, like, that's, I can't do that. And, like, tell me if you don't want a relationship, but I might cry. But, like, I would rather hear that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you understand your mental health and where you are at personal, like, on a personal scale story, as that personal development um, point that we had talked about earlier, do you really, like, do you – how do I word this? Do you think that that is important and and that people should recognize before just, like, going
3: out and doing whatever they're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I think the way that you treat people is a reflection on how you feel about yourself. And I believe that to be true about every single person you meet. Like, I I believe that one of my relationships was, was not... Like, it was pretty toxic, but it wasn't coming from a malicious place. It was because... She was really hurt. It was she. It was a reflection of what she was going through and the trauma that she had mm-hmm. felt, and it was a projection on me. Yeah, and I was just so gonna say. I feel like yeah, recognizing maybe I'm not in the best place to date right now, or hey, maybe I don't have a lot to give. Like my cup's not full right now. That's so valuable. Knowing yourself mm-hmm. well enough to know is this going to be a positive thing for me and give me energy or is this going to drain my energy that's mm-hmm. so important i'm all about energy
1: yeah because i like i was going to uh, mention it earlier like the correlation between mental health and dating
3: mm right huge huge yeah i agree yeah. it's so hard but i think when you realize that your self-worth isn't tied to other people's perception of you and that's a tough one like people can tell you that over and over and over again But, like, my mom, she has the best quotes ever, by the way, if you ever need a quote. Like, (laughs) shout out to my mom. (laughs) But she'll always say, yeah, but Riley, that's her story. Or, like, that's his story. Meaning, like, it has nothing to do with me.
1: It seems like it
3: does, but that's her projection onto you or his projection onto you. And so I always think when something goes wrong or when someone treats me poorly that's their story and that's too bad that's like really valuable
1: holy Mm -hmm. wow my mom's the shit (laughs) (laughs) kathy kathy what's up what's up thank you for your wisdom yeah (laughs) i i mean yeah like mental health is it is it directly relates to every aspect of your life yeah right And I know, like, just going through a breakup, and I know you went through one too, so it's, like, finding yourself and fixing yourself, whatever that means to you, Mm -hmm. and then being able to, like, give someone else the healthy positives that you have to offer.
3: Yeah, totally. You know? And, like,
1: recognizing maybe, okay, I treated this person a certain way because of this reason and, like, actually address it instead of just putting it on someone else that you're going to date. Or another yeah. friend or another
3: co-worker. Yeah. No, totally. Mental health plays into everything. Everything. And so I think like I had a pretty bad depressive episode recently, um, like I was telling you guys about, and I was sitting with one of my friends and I just said like, man, I just, I want to do so much for this community, but I, how do I do that when I can't get out of bed? And she was like, you tell people that you couldn't get out of bed because they see you walk around leasing apartments and they see you doing whatever and applying to law school and they don't see this. And this is the part that's relatable. This is the part that people care about and that they feel. That is so true. So talk mm-hmm. about it. And mm-hmm. like any time that I could have a conversation with someone about mental health, I'm so open about it and I will always be open about it. So Yeah. If anyone literally listens to this and wants to ask me something about any part of my journey, like slide into my DMs. Let's talk about it. Let's make it less stigmatized to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. And just being a safe place. Yeah. Right. Totally. We'll, uh, we'll link uh, Riley's Instagram into the description. Um, and then.
0: And you see you guys on the Instagram, Instagram. story. Yeah. So up.
1: feel free. Yeah. She's she's open. Love to chat with you. I think it's nice, too, because it's an outside perspective.
3: Even if you know that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I've grown a lot. Um, And I'm really proud of how I've grown. So if I can help anyone in any way, not saying that I'm exactly where I'm going to end up or that I'm done growing, but um, I'd love to be a part of that positive change. It's all about the positivity. Yeah.
1: I love um, it. Preach it. That's, that's why awesome. that's how you thrive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Say was good. I said that every Thanks. time I said it was good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's always good. Always a good time.
1: Did actually I have one last question. <clears throat> yeah. Um that I didn't get to mention way way earlier. Mhm. For your two roommates in Halifax, if you could say anything to them right now, what would you say to them for being the support that they were in that time? What would you say?
3: I can't even put into words what I would say to them. Like, I credit every single thing that I've done up until now to them completely. Like, essentially, they saved my life. Like, they saw what I couldn't see and they pulled me out of the worst depression I have ever felt when I didn't even know that I was in the trenches um, and I still I talked to them every single day I would take a bullet for both of them like they but the good thing is too is that I don't have to say anything to them they no, already yeah. know and that's the thing about having the right team you don't have to tell them they just know well
1: (laughs) but i mean like again it's so powerful to to have that yeah 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 i mean find find your people find your people hold them close yeah wow (laughs) i just like i just soak up every time we talk to someone and even when it's just me and you right like yeah it's just you. Just can learn so much from anybody. Yeah, and it's it's rewarding, and especially to be able to do this, where like people can hear, and I hope they listen to this and they can hear you, and they're like, "Man, she's killing it!" Even though I already know that she is. <laughs> but like, you know,
2: yeah,
0: this is this is exactly the vision we had for the entitled podcast, like. I know it's untitled but till be bring bring on Riley where, you know, you're in the if you want to look at the grand scheme of things, like your name's not really known to where like big time lawyer you get, but you run the courts, <laughs> But this <Yet>. is the <laughs> journey, the process, the unknown. Not, mm-hmm. not so unknown, but the un Yes, yeah, so you can go unknown side of you yet to which this is all part of your story and Yeah. You know, this is your chapter Three, four. When you have like a hundred chapters left to go, and that's that definitely the vision we had and um the plan. So, thanks yeah. again for coming on, and dropping us some of your some, some <coughs> of dropping stuff that's on your mind. Yeah, of
3: course. Sh- sharing you know. your story
0: and and giving us an insight to what makes you tick.
3: Of course, thanks <laughs> for having me, guys. <laughs> no, thank you. That was
1: fantastic. We saw quote of the day.
0: Yes, quote of the day. You take the quote of the day because I did the last episode.
1: Okay, so we had actually already said this, but I had this written down from a while ago. Ooh. So I have this quote, and I've already said it, but pay attention to who you're with when you feel your best. That's oh. that's one of the quotes that I have written down, and I think that fits
3: very well.
0: That definitely fits, especially when you're celebrating wins, and oh, I had some history that I like. It's been interesting to see the response that I get from people where I've done. I I've just completed the seventy-five hard, mm-hmm. so I finished that, did my progress pictures, um, got some responses of like, "Oh, I was so good," and I got. I think not to say everyone, not saying not to not gonna point anyone out, but I got some that are negative. I'm just like, I mean, it is what it is, but there's always some that are positive, some that are negative. But those who are sort of the wins. All right, who like love the journey, man. Those are the people who are like, I want to like pour into and like try and lead them on and like, go and do the challenge as well and go and do it and like have them feel that, that that level of success and confidence in themselves. Absolutely. And celebrate. So definitely, and it and to add to that, it gave me a, like a little brain note to like, oh, watch out for. I'll say watch out, but oh, ding, careful, careful around so and so. Wasn't mm. as celebratory. It was Little nice. red flag. Little red flag. Yeah. So, you know, watch out for those people. Keep your mm-hmm. circles tight. Keep them you know, tight. Keep them tight. Keep your team tight. You know. Um. Everyone wins together.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: There's no hopefully. I in team.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> righty. Well. Okay. Episode nine.
0: Episode nine. Dumb in the books um Riley any last words for the people
3: (laughs) keep your circle tight my dudes (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah that's it for me all right guys we'll catch you next time
0: keep it tight bye